Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. We eat and are filled because love and life win. It's our theme statement for this week, and I think it's a great one for thinking about the particularity of the point we're trying to make in this series, that the resurrection reshapes how we look at the world around us. Just look at the first part of this statement for today. We eat and are filled. On the surface, it seems like such an obvious everyday statement. We eat food every day, often to the point where we are more than filled. But here we're talking about, our not talking about simply our daily bread. Here we point to what Jesus is explaining in John chapter 6 to his disciples about what this bread is. It says, they said to him, what kind of sign are you going to give us then so that we may see and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he has given them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. This bread of heaven, which is Christ himself. The bread which we receive at this table when we remember those words of Jesus, This is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. When we receive this bread, when we drink from that cup, we are in fact filled in a way that we cannot be otherwise filled in this world. And we get a glimpse of the difference in our gospel lesson for today on the road to Emmaus. I shared in a previous sermon on this text the historical accuracy of this story in Emmaus is often questioned. The geography for an Easter day encounter gets a bit challenging But no one questions the importance and the centrality of this story for shaping the gathered life of Christians from the very beginning. One scholar calls the Emmaus event the metaphoric condensation of several years of early Christian experience into one parabolic afternoon. It's a mouthful. But he then concludes, Emmaus never happened, Emmaus always happened. Emmaus always happened. So what does that mean? And it establishes the next question for us, which should be, is Emmaus still happening then? So first, what does it mean, Emmaus always happened? It's helpful to shift to the parabolic here and think about the kind of life together the story describes for the early church. When we think about the story in this way, we 
see here these parts of the early Christian gathering. They came together every week to hear the scriptures, Old Testament and New, and to hear and to know their story, to come to know more fully the Jesus proclaimed in the scriptures. And then they shared a meal in which the presence of Jesus comes among them and was revealed to them in these tangible elements that they can touch and taste. And then after being grounded and centered in the word, nourished at the table, they were then sent out to proclaim the resurrection news in word and deed. We hear this pattern described in early Christian writings, a pattern that we continue to today, right? We continue to come, gather, to hear the word, to share a meal, and to be sent out into the world. To hear the word proclaimed, understand more fully the life and ministry of Jesus as it continues among us now. We come to this table to experience our connection to the story as we become the body of Christ, experiencing Christ as he comes to us now in anticipation when he will come again. And then nourished by these essential elements, we are then given the energy and the vision to go out to live God's mission in the world. And every part of this matters. It's not just about being sent. Part of the point is to come and to be gathered. We are called to gather together to hear these stories, to remember our baptismal cross-shaped identities Worship is part of our mission because it molds us into the shape of the body of Christ. The world is always molding us into something else. It's shaping us into consumers, me-centered individuals. It's shaping us with fear and violence as our vocabulary and our assets. But here in worship, we are reminded that the cross and the resurrection mold us in different ways filled with love and hope, forgiveness and grace on our lips. We are sent into the world as witnesses of the inbreaking of God's kingdom here among us now. We're sent into the world knowing that in the resurrection, God has changed the script for the world. Yes, the forces of evil are still on the loose. Yes, sin, death, and the devil are still on the prowl, trying to convince us that they are the way. But shaped by the signs of water, bread, and wine, we touch a different story in this place. And we take that experience with us to point to its presence in our daily lives. By the power of the Holy Spirit, God is on the loose in our daily lives. And armed with our Sunday experience of grace and love, we can see those places where God is calling us to go and be agents of grace and love. And we become more we become more and more attuned to this response every time we gather. We begin to shorten that divide between Sunday and our daily walk. And we can share what we learn with others so that they too might know the abundance of life that comes from God and not just the endless rat race of chasing after the elusive more of our culture. Is Emmaus still happening? Yes. Jesus is still speaking to us in the word and in the meal. 
Yes, Jesus is still sending us out into the world as witnesses of what we have seen and heard. Yes, Jesus is still meeting us along the highways and byways of our lives to encourage and sustain us. Jesus continues to be this bread of life that truly fills us with the love that knows no end. I was reminded of the power of this going out into the world with this love that fills us when I sat with our speaker at the senior luncheon the other day. Larry has given his life over to serving refugees here in our country and around the world. There was one point early in his career where he was working on refugee resettlement during the day and then he was running the hotel where refugees were staying until they could be settled at night. 24 hours a day he was serving at that time. Larry's given so much of himself over to this work um, over many years, but he also shared how this pouring out of himself into this work has been returned to him as well so many times. He told me about work that he did to facilitate the resettlement of Bhutanese refugees during his time at the UN, and many of those refugees came to live here in Cincinnati. Cincinnati has one of the largest Bhutanese refugee uh, populations in our country. Go to Takoon Farm, and those are the folks you'll see out there in the garden farming their land there that they, they share with Takoon. And when Larry was doing that work, he helped set up lots of those camps, did a lot of that work settling those refugees, and... When he came here to Cincinnati, just like those Bhutanese refugees did, he came to care for his aging parents. One of his parents was at the hospital, and he was there with his parent in their hospital room, and this nurse came in, and as he looked at the nurse and he heard the nurse begin to talk and he heard the nurse's name, he was pretty sure this was someone who had formerly been a Bhutanese refugee, and so he asked what their name was. And then he asked if they had come through Nepal as a refugee, and then he began to name some of the camps in Nepal to see if the person had been there, and the person finally looked at him and said, who are you? So here was Larry in Cincinnati being served by one of these refugees that he had helped so long ago. From Nepal to Cincinnati... The loving service of Larry poured out for others was returned to him in loving care for his parents. This love that has no end. What are your stories of this love that comes full circle? When have you taken the love that you have received at this table and then made it active in your daily lives in the world and then discovered that in fact it's returned to you often multiplied by the exponential power of the resurrection. We eat and are filled and this love overflows from this filling and it goes out into our lives to fill the lives of others. One of the great joys of ministry is staying connected to youth that were part of your congregations over many years. And I, I recently saw one of the high school kids from my first congregation was turning 40. And beyond making me feel very old, 
I was reflecting on his life and what a gift he has been to the church over so many years. He was a young man when I came to my first congregation that liked to play the piano, and we wanted to do hold an evening prayer for Advent, and none of our other accompanists felt like they could do it, and so I said, Luke, how would you like to try to play this? And he said, sure, why not? And off we went into hold an evening prayer, and it's a tough piece to play. It's got lots of sharps. It's a difficult key. But he made his way through it, enjoyed it. He ended up going to Valparaiso University, majoring in organ, became a church musician, and now he works for an organ company going around the country and the world, restoring and preserving pipe organs in so many amazing places. His younger brother um, got into church music as well for a while, and he was served at Prince of Peace in Dublin, and now he works for a roofing company and just helped me with an insurance claim on my roof a few weeks ago. I even have a connection to the candidate that has been recommended by our call committee, but I'm going to share that story for a later time. It's a gift to see the love of these now grown adults multiplying in the world. That small investment that we can make in sharing love we can see increase exponentially through the lives of those that we are gifted to serve. We eat and we are filled with the bread of life. We eat and are filled because love and life win. Let us be witnesses to the power of Jesus' life and love that he gives us so freely and for which he sends us out into the world to share this love and to watch it grow. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.